This is just me. Okay, and we're rolling. coming back for another episode of Just Me. Okay. Great. Okay. Well, this is a very fun and exciting episode. A special episode. A little special, a <laughs> little bonus, if you will. This episode, we're not going to dive into one particular topic. I don't know if mine and Dana's brains can really handle that right now, <laughs> and we'll tell you why. But uh, we're not going to dive into any particular topic, as you guys know. At the end of every episode, we do a little, is it just me or dot, 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 pop off for 60 seconds and we talk and squeal about it for for a little bit. And so we thought it'd be a fun idea to just do a grab bag Mm -hmm. of topics. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've prepared a few today, a little bit at a high level. As you know, it's a little bit of improv at the same time. But yeah, we're excited to go through that with you guys. Yeah. Let's so, do it. Let's do it. Well, before we dive in, as as we do, I want to check in with you, Dana. <laughs> I've been spending a lot of time with you lately, but the people want to know, how are you doing these days? <laughs> the people, they want to know. <laughs> we have to tell them. I'm doing great, actually. I'm in a really good good place coming off of some really big life events going into a lot of life I just we just went on my bachelorette last weekend oh boy. so we could do a whole episode about that <laughs> but what happens in Charleston stays in Charleston sure does sure do <laughs> y'all <laughs> but it was it was so wonderful and I think my epiphany or takeaway from this long weekend with six of my very important girlfriends from many different realms of my life is that in watching and getting to experience all of six of you celebrate me, I was reminded to celebrate myself, which is hard for me to do, honestly. I was very, like, blessed. I felt very blessed and touched that, like, everyone came together to really just ha- ha- make sure I had a good time mm-hmm. and give me gifts and shower me with love. And I was so surprised and shocked that, like, everybody wanted to commit that level of like intention and care and love for me and it was really beautiful to see and it reminded me of like oh yeah I am great I have great people in my life I have so much good energy in my life and I should celebrate that and not you know get caught up in the day-to-day and forget to celebrate me and and all the you know bonds that I create and the energy and the hopefully good vibes that I give to other people because it comes back to you so it was really really magical all that is to say I felt very fulfilled coming out of it and I've tried to carry that energy with me into all realms of my life and remind myself that like you know I've got tons of people in my corner and I've collected great people in my life and that makes me a great person and so just showing up every day to work or to play just remembering that I'm great oh my god (laughs) which is like silly but like hard for me to say like it feels I don't think yeah I just don't I don't think I am always very kind to myself and so it's nice to like be reminded and proven that I am great and and can enjoy that and embrace that myself so oh my god we love to hear it as as we say here growth that's (laughs) 
growth for you. Yes, can confirm you are like the hardest person on yourself. And I'm like, why don't you understand how amazing you are? And what a great friend you are. Like you send me flowers for Christmas. I'm not sending you flowers for Christmas. And I'm like, this bitch just shows up and gives me presents for me being a mediocre friend. Like she is amazing. And I wish I could give more to her. So it was so nice to see you receive that love that you give to other people. Thank you. Thank you. And obviously you were a big part of this epiphany and that experience and making it such a wonderful time of my life, truly the time of my life. So thank you. Oh my God. But yeah. How are you doing? You're welcome. Well, like (laughs) I'm just reliving it now in my head. Like every Every few hours, there was like a new surprise, Literally, rolling surprises. The itinerary, y'all sent me an itinerary, but it was like off the page. Like it was just crazy. <laughs> I felt like I was on a game show. I was just was like, really whoa, funny. what? <laughs> this is crazy every minute. And it was incredible. Like what a what a magical feeling to, it was like being a kid again. And just like so cute. being just in awe and wonder of what's going to happen next. And so how cute. excited am I going to be it, like, it was just great. It was fantastic. Dressing I, I you in the hat and the jacket. We got our... So the theme was Space Cowgirl. So we had to get her this white hat with, like, falling crystals. Mm-hmm. And we got her a cool little, like, crop jacket with white fringe. And, like, she looked sick. Like, she looked awesome. And, like, just dressing you up. And that was wonderful. It was, it was a dream. It was my dream come true, truly. And I'm not, like, a content queen. Like, I'm not very good at capturing my life I like to just live it and I'm not like a photographer I'm not like an Instagrammer I just don't do a lot and to see yeah I wanted some content out of this weekend obviously and the content was killer so I am very happy that I have so many memories to like look back on and yeah it was fantastic it was wonderful it was so fun also (laughs) one of the my favorite parts of the bachelor party was falling asleep in your bed (laughs) like obviously where else would I be it was the best in my clothes from the night before like I was like fuck it I'm not going anywhere we're sleeping here which is it was a beautiful king bed I mean you really have to take advantage of it oh my god we both spread out like couldn't even touch each other it was perfect that's luxury really that is luxury (laughs) that you can't find in New York City (laughs) no you sure can't oh my god Uh, oh my god so fun well like as you can tell, I'm still riding high from the Bachelorette experience. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm I'm doing okay. I'm coming off a tough couple of weeks just in regards to travel, anxiety, stress, no sleep, those kinds of things. As we just discussed, we were at your Bachelorette, no sleep was had. But prior <laughs> to that, I was in LA for like five days on it. So the travel over there, plus the stress and anxiety, I was really getting only like three to four hours of sleep. Plus, you know, you're there with clients and you go out to drink with your clients. You go out to drink with your team, blah, blah, blah. I took a 7am flight out of LAX to go to Charleston and then we partied. And then after that, like I went straight into work where we had clients in from the US and talking to clients from Beijing, China and all that stuff. And and so that had me kind of up up and going for, you know, like 15 hours a day for like a few few days of that week. So my body kind of hates me right now. But also really fun times were had and a lot of wins and success at the same time. But recovering a little bit 
And hopefully, like, we can get into a stride in September where things even out for me. Yeah, that's, like, it's crazy. You were going through so many different versions of intensity, whether oh. it was, like, work intensity or fun intensity of The Bachelorette and, like, meeting other girls and hanging out and constant sort of rallying or, yeah, like, very you know, professional intensity in the shoot or, you know, these meetings. So you were really put through the ringer, and I hope you get some time to, like, <laughs> actually rest and, like, come down because, yeah, you forget how much – the travel, the being on in front of people, of like being in a house with seven girls, like how much that takes out of your body, you know, physically as well as emotionally and mentally. Totally. Um, so. And it's nice because like, you know, the the shoot is always so exciting and then the bachelorette is so exciting and it's more of like a social energy. The shoot has work anxiety built into it, of course. But so so your body like picks you up and you, you show up and it's fun and and you're riding high on the socialization. Then you go into work the next week and, and it's so like focused and intense energy and you start to realize you're running on fumes, but you have to hold on. Mm-hmm. And I could feel my health and my body just kind of start to go on a downhill spiral yeah. as of like last Monday. And I just like had to show up because if I didn't, I didn't, I'm not sure who would have. So, so, you know, I just had to do it. But by like Friday or Saturday of this week, I was like dealing with a sore throat and like an ear infection and things like that. So just trying to treat myself and my body a little bit more nicely this week is totally the goal but excited to be here and and to hang out obviously yeah and for this very special episode yeah <laughs> all right well we'll hop into our very special episode after the week We are just going to pop off. It's going to rapid fire, speed, just me okay, question mark. And Katie's going to go first. So she's going to have 60 seconds to share her pop-off moment, and then we're going to chit-chat about it, and then we'll keep it going, because that's what this episode is all about. Rapid more, more, more. fire. Rapid fire. <laughs> it Let's never go. Stops. We it never, never stop, stop questioning the status quo. Never. Okay. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. All, all right. right. Are you ready? Yeah. Our time. <laughs> I didn't even say yes. <laughs> which, we're which, speed going. We're it's going. It's great going. for my pop-off. I didn't even say yes. And you're forcing me into this. But yes, I am ready. Uh Oh, here we go. Okay, we're getting a little preview. Yeah. Okay, your 60 seconds starts now. Okay, is it just me or do we need to update our idea of what consent is? Ooh. She's going deep. She's going deep for the first one. So I think a few years ago, we really started to get a grasp on what consent is, especially around, you know, sex and relationships and things like that. If it's not a resounding yes, do not do it. Or if she says no, don't do it. Do not do it. And I think that was a good starting ground. Congratulations. We all got there. We're listening to each other when we establish firm boundaries. But I do think that at the end of the day, consent is a conversation. There is more than just hard yes, hard no, binary views of what consent is. Basically, consent lives on a spectrum. 
what? Only five seconds. Kinsella is on a spectrum. <laughs> I'm going farther than this. Fuck this. It lives on a spectrum. I think there's something to say about someone's mm -hmm. interest and willing to try something gently mm -hmm. versus yes, yes, yes. I, I really want to do it. Like you, you can still say yes, but have it modified to, mm -hmm. to what you need, whatever the experience is. And kind of same with a no, like you, you should be having conversations about what yes really means, what no really means, mm -hmm. where they're willing to go with whatever experience that you're trying to have. Net net, what I'm trying to say is consent is a conversation. It's not just a yes or no. So, and, and, it, it can happen in anything, whether Dana's asking me if I'm ready to do my <laughs> pop off to, to sex, to, you know, being promoted to anything. Mm -hmm. You should be having a conversation. Are you willing to do this? How do you feel? Do you need me to pair back anything? Things like that to have real genuine consent. I'm sorry, that was way over. <laughs> well, this is a new format. Yeah. You know, you can really do whatever we want, yeah. right? <laughs> right? We can go beyond the 60 seconds. Yes, That's interesting. Yeah, I guess if we're talking about consent in the broader meaning of the term versus sort of like consent specifically in, in sex, that is interesting of like, I loved how you said just unpacking the yes and the no. Like there's so much more to it and we need to be having a conversation about what does yes mean does it mean I'm excited I'm fully into this or does yes mean like I'm feeling it out I'm figuring it out right those can be on very different ends of the spectrum mm -hmm. and similar and similarly excuse me no right can be very hard and fast no versus I'm not comfortable I'm confused. I'm scared. I'm feeling insecure, right? Like, I don't know enough about that. this. Yeah. I need guidance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that can apply to so many things, like parenting. I feel like, you know, like that can apply, like, you know, unpacking with your child. Why are they saying no? Right. Like, why, mm, yeah. what are the feelings behind that? Yeah. Could be so helpful for development, but also like your relationship to your child and getting to know them and understand how they think. Right. And honestly helpful in, in work and friendships too. And like partnerships, right. Mm. Right. Talking with your partner and understanding why they are either very in support of something or not and getting to the deeper issues. So I love that. That's important. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We don't, I don't think we discuss our decision making enough mm -hmm. as a culture, like as people, like, Ooh. um, we kind of like glorify people who like are very good at quick decision making, right? Quick to say yes, quick to say no, like in so many respects. And a lot of that is tied into our definition of leaders too, right? People oh who God. are like very decisive, yes. very like, you know, they've got their shit together. They know what they want. They know what they don't want. And, 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 we, yeah, we just don't actually get into what it means to say yes or no, to have, to, to sort of give your consent on things. And yeah, I think that's really interesting. I think there's more to unpack there for sure. I think that's such a good point though. Like, especially at work, some people come into the room knowing exactly what they want and they end up making all the decisions, but you're a team and you maybe haven't agreed to that as a team. And it just feels really invalidating and maybe hurtful and harmful yeah. when someone is saying yes on behalf of you and you're like this is not what I planned at all overall mm -hmm. do I agree with this maybe but there are nuances that are very important to me that have not been heard and so it yeah I, I think it really shows up in a, a workplace a lot of times too yeah definitely and it's also like I 
I mean, we're kind of jumping around, but like it's also if we discussed our decision making a little bit more and instead of just saying or, or thinking that, you know, we need to attack things in a very singular way of like, yes or no, this is fully consenting, this is fully not consenting. I feel like we would learn more from each other, right? Of like just yeah. understanding like, why are you, where are you coming from? Like there's so much more depth to this decision that we're yep. not talking about that needs to be discussed. Like there's feelings, emotions, intentions involved and like all of that is really important to unpack. So yeah, I think totally. a more nuanced conversation about how consent is a conversation is great. I love that. Yeah, for sure. You're, it's not just you. <laughs> it's not, yes. Party of two. It's just us. Unless you agree Can I ask me. like what came, what sparked that pop off? Like where'd that come from? Mm. Well, I do follow this really great Instagram called Consent Wizardry wizardry I'll look at it right now and yes it's an Instagram page that I sent Dana recently that really really focuses on the nuances of consent and I just learned something from them every day and I think that is something I have subconsciously thought about my whole life mm. is making sure people have consent because I feel like for so many parts of my life, people didn't ask me for my consent. And so I'm very like courteous and especially let's say in a work sense space, I'm like, we all have to agree on this and the nuances because this is your life too. This is your time. This is your effort. Mm -hmm. And I would never be okay with someone saying, I'm going to spend 10 hours of my workday on something that I don't agree with. Mm -hmm. And I think it just happens every day in work and it, it makes me feel invalidated. And like my consent doesn't matter when I, I subconsciously like didn't, didn't realize that until this page kind of introduced me mm -hmm. to, to that thinking. Yeah, that's really interesting. Because mm -hmm. consent and consent is so tied up in like, boundaries too yes. right and we talk so much about boundaries now in our you know mental health you know ex accepting culture these days but yeah probably not visiting within that that consent is so much a part of that as well a 100%. part of being health setting healthy boundaries of knowing yourself of advocating for yourself yeah interesting totally all right. Oh, oh gosh. Girl, All right. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. I think. <laughs> okay. 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 Let me get the the stopwatch. All right. Dana, do you consent to doing a just <laughs> sort of? Okay pop? <laughs> You're sort gonna do of. it anyway. I don't know if I'm gonna nail this 60 seconds. It's uh, the time pressure. Oh, really, is is it? It's, it's so fun. much. Um, um, okay. <laughs> well, we'll let you go over. Maybe a All right. Your time starts. Now, is it just me or is it time to talk about divorce in a more nuanced way? The people want to hear about it. I saw a greeting card wall like that in a shop recently at my bachelorette actually that literally had greeting cards about divorce. It was like, fuck him, you know, uh -huh. which was probably, you know, maybe problematic, but, <laughs> but fine. And it was like, let's celebrate your divorce. Like that's a greeting card now, which is amazing and kind of funny. And it, it has really stuck with me seeing that because it's out there in the mainstream. And I think maybe the culture is ready for a more nuanced discussion about divorce. It's not just a bad thing. 
when has divorce ever been just a bad thing? Maybe it's a good thing for so many people. They're coming into their own. They're figuring themselves out. They're getting into a new chapter of their lives and hopefully a better one. They're leaving something that isn't working behind. That's growth. Back full circle. We're back to where we started today on growth. And so, yeah, I think it's time that we embrace the good and the bad of divorce and it obviously it could okay I know I'm over my 60 go, seconds go, but now I'm just going. now I'm just chatting go, now I'm go. just talking yeah it just struck me that I saw this green card out there in the world and I think it's time that we talk about how yeah divorce is a threshold and there are two sides to that threshold right there's the part that you're leaving behind that hopefully is you know it's hard hopefully it's not really really bad but it's not a good situation right you are getting a divorce because something is not working and no longer serves you or your partner and your relationship and your life ultimately and that sucks and it's hard and it's you know bad and and it's horrible and it changes you forever right for sure we've talked about that to the end of time and we all feel that and understand that about divorce but on the other side of that threshold is the next chapter of your life right and maybe getting to know yourself differently Mm -hmm. getting to know new people differently if you are deciding to you know have a different type of relationship and getting to see the world in a different way and have perspective and have different types of experiences. So as much as divorce is certainly, you know, raw and real for so many people, I think, you know, being able to also talk about it as a gateway to a new chapter of you and your life is really interesting. And we don't talk about that enough. And I think being able to hold both sides of the story, both sides of the coin of what divorce is for people, that it's good and it's bad and it's horrible and hard, but it's also, you know, a, an awakening and a new chapter is really important. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that, it. that's it. That, that was <laughs> 60 seconds. But no, totally. And as, as you were saying that, I was like, oh man, I think people just feel so much shame. Mm-hmm. Like, you made a promise. Like, I can't right. even imagine what that's like. You made a promise in front of everyone. And now you have to tell everyone that you've broken that promise. Mm-hmm. And it's such a sacred vow for people that there's so much shame that goes with it. But I think kind of like any story where you hit rock bottom, there is a beautiful story of recovery mm-hmm. to be made and to be told on the other side but my God, is it hard getting through it. Mm-hmm. But at least we're reframing the conversation of you will get through this. This is for the better. Mm-hmm. Now let's get through this together, whether it's this, with the support of your girls or your family or whatever. Because God, that is probably one of the hardest times in anyone's life. Yeah. So I do understand the sadness and the grief that comes with that. But but understanding that there are better days ahead and a true new chapter for you is coming is a a beautiful way to look at it that gives I think people hope yeah definitely I'm trying to think of like in movies or tv shows too like how divorce is often portrayed and sometimes it's like a jokey thing it's like oh now you're divorced like you're you're damaged goods and you've got to go out and like be become you know live your life beyond this like you know I think of um that movie with Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling. What was it called? Crazy. Stupid love. Stupid love. Crazy stupid yeah. love. And how he like gets divorced and then like his life is a mess and he like gets a do over. And I think like as silly and cheesy as that 
so those types of portrayals are like they kind of cloud over the fact that it is like a very interesting moment to to find yourself again right and that that isn't just you know something that you see in the movies it's something that we in in practice and reality like we all can embrace and and I don't know if you need to celebrate it with a greeting card <laughs> that says fuck him, but you know, it is something to embrace and celebrate that it is a opening to a new chapter of your life as totally. well. And it's like the best stories of life are the, the times when you're transformed mm. by something, whether mm-hmm. it's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Um, And it almost feels like when you have loved and you have lost, it actually feels like you're truly living. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think anyone wants a dull, boring life of just everything was easy peasy and steady and this and that, because that's just not how life is. Mm -hmm. And the hope is like when you're old and gray, you can look back and say like, I really lived my life, the good and the fucking bad. And here I am still standing, kind of, and I'm better for it. That's just the goal is to really live your life and experience all of it. Yeah. So just embracing the journey as best you can. Love that. Hmm. All right. On to the next one. Oh, my God. Are you ready? Are you ready? (laughs) What are all my noises today? I don't know. Sorry, everyone. Okay. All right, Just we're getting we're, out the timer. Okay, we're we're going heavy one more time, and then we okay. have a little fancy. <laughs> the okay. light, the light one at the end, which isn't even that light. Whatever, you know me. I'm so dark. I'm so moody. Okay. Alrighty, you have sixty seconds. Your time starts now. All right. Is it just me, or do we need to be better about talking about grief? Mm. Oh, it can be a death. It can be a loss of a loved one. It can be divorce. Can be all those things. I think people who are not on the receiving end of grief, so the friends, the support group, we need to be better about opening up space for others to share their grief. Mm-hmm. I have been through instances in my life where I lost one of my best friends at a young age, and all I ever wanted to do was talk about him. And there were opportunities. I had a friend group who lost the same person, so we were able to talk to each other. But after a while, people think it's not okay or that they're actually making you uncomfortable by asking you about your grief. And that's actually really not the case. Mm. People do want to talk about it. People talk out loud so, you know, their brain can process what is going on. You feel better. You feel better when you start to talk about things out loud and work through it and have conversations and share memories and things like that. But a lot of the people who are grieving look for the permission to talk about it. And if they're not being given that permission, they feel like it's shameful, they should hide in the dark about it, they should figure it out themselves and no one really cares because it's such a heavy topic. And so, um, you know, let's not ignore grief. Let's not ignore the problem. Your discomfort as a person who supports a griever, your discomfort shouldn't prioritize the person's grief. So, so please ask your friends if they're going through a hard time or they've lost something, you know, check in, have a conversation, ask about a memory, something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it really helps. Yeah, that's exactly how you put it. Like you hit the nail on the head that it's actually more about the person who is who's not asking the question. It's more about their discomfort than it is about the other person, what the person actually needs, right? Like I think people are super uncomfortable (laughs) 
with grief. They just are. If yeah. you're not going through it, it's super uncomfortable to figure out how to navigate that conversation or how to be around that person who's going through something really hard. And it's uncomfortable. And therefore, we make it acceptable to just not address it or yeah. ignore it because it makes us too uncomfortable. And think about that person who's really going through it, right? They're uncomfortable as hell. And yeah, I think we to your point we prioritize the our own discomfort Mm -hmm. over the fact of understanding what that other person really needs from us and that sucks and we should be more open about it and sometimes the the quietness or the lack of questions comes with good intentions of like oh like they must be handling this in their own way i don't want to remind them of the pain Mm -hmm. but as a person who's been through it in a few different ways like I actually am an open book and would be happy to talk about my friends or my breakups or whatever else because I'm always kind of in recovery from it so there's never really a bad time to kind of explore that with the person that you have to support yeah yeah grief isn't like a finite thing right it lasts forever and I think that that's interesting too of like we think like when you think it's like oh it's just so potent in the moment and then it whittles away and eventually you stop grieving but I think you grieve all the time to your point like you're always grieving that person you're always grieving that that relationship or whatever in some shape form and to be able to like not only open the ability for people to talk to you about it at the moment because you need to talk about it to your point it's healing right but even later down the line because it also helps turn that grief into joy right because you get to remember that person or you get to remember the good things about whatever has happened to you etc so I love that it's like a cycle (laughs) yeah full full cycle never really ends yeah that's that's mine Uh, I have a friend who I went to school with and she went through some really horrible, yeah, life changes. Her dad died, her relationship ended and she started this thing called grief leave. And she did a kind of sabbatical and is still, I think, currently on it and to just explore her grief and really be with it. Because I think the other part of this is that Mm. you grieve something, especially if it's a big life event, like someone dying in your family or et cetera. And we just go back to work and we just go on with our lives and we're expected to and that's you you have to to a certain extent but I thought the idea of grief leave is really really interesting and like giving ourselves even time to explore our grief and like really you know understand and unpack it and sit with it and be with it because it is so hard to it's not something you can overcome it's not something that's going to go away and so to take the time to have you know moments with yourself and understanding of your grief and move through it feel it live through it is is really interesting so yeah i would love to people to check out grave leave that's really cool all righty dana i hope yours is much more positive (laughs) than the one i did yeah lift us up (laughs) lift us up man all righty all right let me get this out i i don't know if i'm gonna nail this but it's fun (laughs) all right your time starts now is it just me or is overthinking out and underthinking is in? Yes. No more overthinking. Yes, we we love our anxiety. It's our bestie. <laughs> yes, cute. We love to like anxiety scroll and whatever and we, we enjoy that. But no, no, no. It's time to stop overthinking everything and just, you know what? Don't think. Just fucking do it. Don't, don't think at all. Who cares? Those little thoughts that are pe- coming into your brain, 
shoo them away because yeah. underthinking is the new black, okay? <laughs> and we are here to underthink. Just do it. Just do whatever you want. Trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Believe. You know, have a little faith because you'll figure it out and shit will be fine and overthinking isn't going to help it. I guarantee you. It's only going to make things worse. It's only going to make you more stressed out. It's only going to keep you up at night and fuck that. It's time to start underthinking. Bam, under 60. Nice job. <laughs> See, I underthought it. There, there. <laughs> I undershot it. Ma- ma- master class in underthinking. Oh my God, that is great. I, do, I, I, I think, love that. Yeah, I'm someone who's like super, I have to be prepared. I love being prepared. It's like the best feeling for me. It's like a high, you know, to just be prepared for whatever. Yeah. If I'm going Everything. into a meeting, if I'm going to a call, I need to know all the details. I need to have all my ducks in a row. And you know what? No. I'm going to start just like letting that go because sometimes it just, it, it's, it's too much. It's just too much. And I've got to start like trusting myself, That's what leaning in and just letting things be and let, let them happen and start, stop trying to control everything. Cause yep. that's what overthinking is, is you trying to exert control over things you have no control over. And it keeps me up at night and I am the queen of overthinking <laughs> and I have decided that my reign is over <laughs> and it is time for a new energy and it's called underthinking. A new crown yeah. will be put upon yeah. you. Yeah, Maybe I need to be a little reckless. Maybe we need to, uh, you know, just like let it loose, see what happens. Uh Uh-oh, you made a mistake? Figure it out. Great. Okay. You'll come out of it. You'll figure out some other way around it, you know? I think there's so many good key points that you're making right now. I think one is, while you're underthinking right now, the the trusting in yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just knowing that you will do an amazing job, whether you know every proof point or not. Yeah. Being kind to yourself that you're a human mm. being and you can't know everything yeah. all the time. Um, I think those are just two big ones. And then also just being kind to yourself of when you do make a mistake. Yeah. Those are the things you need to just like roll with it. Yeah. Easier said than done though, because you're a hard worker and you're a perfectionist. So this is everything that you're trying to undo things that have really been ingrained in you. But I love this for you. <laughs> and it will give yes. you so like, it'll free you up to actually do more with your life. Yeah. Versus like being live. caught up in the weeds of mm-hmm. preparation. Mm-hmm. And that's very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited for this new underthinking era. Come on in. Come join me. I'm going to check in on this in a few weeks and make sure it's happening. No, you're right. I'm trying to undo a lot of like It's a hefty goal, but I want that for you. I'm trying to undo a lot of behaviors that have been ingrained in me, as you said, like my perfectionism, my need for control. And yeah, I'm going to see how it goes. And I'm just going to try to trust that I know what I'm doing and it'll be fine. And yeah, I shouldn't be so afraid of making mistakes. I think that's something I'm, I'm working on. I am very afraid to make mistakes and I don't know why. It's like, why? You're human. It's going to be fine. There, It's not the end of the world, right? I'm making a mistake, but I'm very afraid of it. And so I'm trying to embrace right. mistakes are good. Mistakes <laughs> are good. And I just really do think that the, the weight of preparation, mm-hmm. how much time it takes, it will free up your mind to actually do bigger yeah. and better thinking, which at this point like now we're getting to career talk but at this point in your career you're you're there you have to come in sometimes totally blind Mm -hmm. and still get the job done but like 
what really shows you're the big boss is when you come in and do those things and share an outsider perspective mm-hmm. based off of all the experiences that you've had to date. Yeah. And if there's anyone that's capable of that, it's you. Oh, so thank you. Yeah, girl. Yeah. I'm gonna just let it flow, you know? Let it <laughs> fucking flow. Let the this. magic happen. Stop yeah, overthinking. Yeah. All right. On to our next one. Woo-hoo, last next one. Next and final. This one I'm kind of like cheating, but it's fine. It's great. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Okay. And your 60 seconds starts now. Okay. So this is really the only thing I'm going to say. Is it just me or stop paying attention to fashion rules like not wearing white after Labor Day. Stop being a dork, okay? Seriously, fashion rules do not apply to anyone or anything. I feel like these rules have been broken for years, so stop bringing it up to me when I wear fucking white after Labor Day. Okay, so a little background on why people don't wear white after Labor Day. This is classist as fuck and all the other terrible things, but I'm going to read it to you. Since Labor Day typically represents the end of summer, a rule was established that you shouldn't wear white after Labor Day if you didn't have the money to take fall and winter vacations. It was also used as a way to identify those who needed to work and those who didn't. Those who didn't have to work could wear white because it wouldn't get dirty, while those Mm. working would wear dark clothing to hide the dirt they'd pick up working or walking through the city. So obviously, like, you know classist which also gets into racist which also gets into everything else Mm. like white is an amazing color you can wear (laughs) year-round winter whites have you ever heard of it please wear them (laughs) it does not matter what color you wear during the year so stop it (laughs) i love it from the fashion queen herself she has ruled that these fashion rules are dumb there are no rules there are no rules we're making them up for ourselves yeah and like i can't believe that even something as silly as a fashion rule was based in you know hatred towards another class and pointing that out and othering other people like ew please now that you know this please don't do that and also it didn't fucking matter anyway so please stop it it is such a weird thing like I, I don't think anyone on the street if you ask them like you know don't wear right after Labor Day where'd that come from what does that mean I don't think anyone could tell you but like we all think it after Labor Day we do <laughs> like, it's like, like ingrained in our culture <laughs> like P. Diddy's white party we all like heard about that when we were like growing up being like how can I go to the Hamptons and do that like now we know and it's also just like have a mind of your own like which is the whole point of this fucking podcast but like you know it's it's like have your own style like and that at the end of the day is style when you have your own point of view so Mm, yes i love that (laughs) you heard it here first folks you can wear white yes (laughs) after labor forever and always for the rest of the year yeah exactly oh we're finally free Thank God. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was a big, big one I wanted to do for society. <laughs> well, I'm I'm wearing a lot of white lately because I'm a bride. So thank you for giving me permission. You're so welcome. <laughs> and that's the only day I won't wear white as your wedding. <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, I feel like brides get a lot of leeway. We can do whatever the fuck we want. A hundred percent. We're black on your wedding. We're blue. We're red. Whatever. Like colors don't matter. Whatever makes you happy. God. Like, have a mind of your own. Have a mind of your own. Fuck the rules. I love it. I love it. Oh. Here you go. Do you have one more? Nope. Oh, we're, we're, we're here. We're it. And on that note, 
<laughs> she, she shakes her head. That means we're done. I'm underthinking. Okay? <laughs> I'm practicing what I preach. <laughs> oh, God. We've made a monster. Great. Okay. On that note, yeah. Now you know what to wear. Now you know how to think. <laughs> now you know how to support your friends. I think we've covered it. I think this, you know, this podcast is done. <laughs> We're actually ending the podcast here. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. We can edit this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll let you go. That's my way of saying we're getting the fuck out of here. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.